Coast. Let's talk a little Prads. Back on the ice after a long layoff tonight, hosting the Vegas Golden Knights of Bridgestone Arena. Puck drop at 7 o'clock. Emma Lingen now joins us, Predators beat reporter, back from Sunrise, Florida. Emma, thanks for bringing the Florida weather back with you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Happy to, anytime. I mean, it's not 81, but it's, you know, it's high <laughs> 60s. We'll take that. Yeah. We've seen a lot worse. It was certainly kind of cold. I think when you left, it was really, really cold, right? Yeah, I left in the middle of that ice storm that we were having oh, here. Oh, yeah. So, mm. Yeah. It yeah. It's a good time <laughs> to get out a of Dodge. Better than yeah. <laughs> good time to get out of Dodge. So, some different looking things around the skills competition on Friday night. Saturday afternoon was the All-Star game. But let's start mm-hmm. with kind of the different looks and some different things that they did. Talking with you on the podcast, you brought up, you know, a golf course being included. Just a little bit different look overall. I'm sure you've gone back and maybe even watched the coverage just to see what it was like to get a different perspective of what the viewer saw. Overall, what did you think? Yeah, you know, it was it was interesting um, with it being a little kind of disjointed with all of those outdoor elements like you were talking about. It may have felt a little disjointed, you know, for those of us who there who were there in person. But, um, you know, I think that it was it was cool. They made it very Florida. I'll, I'll give the league that. And, uh, you know, the the nice weather certainly didn't hurt. Um but, yeah, it was very interesting to kind of see, you know, this is my first NHL All-Star experience in person. So it was it was really cool to see. And I think, you know, most importantly, UC Soros, our representative from the Preds, he had the time of his life. So that's, that's what matters. So it was, it was cool to be a part of that. Do you think he'll take a shot tonight against Vegas? <laughs> you know, he was really – it was really funny. He was really into that. You know, he – I think just because he's the kind of guy that he is, he was so hesitant to, you know, be forthcoming with what he wanted to do in that skills competition. So it was him and Connor Hellebuck kind of for almost two hours. Like, neither one of them really wanted to admit – uh, who wanted to do what, and then finally Juice said, I want to shoot, and clearly it paid off. So maybe, uh, you know, he did say he would do that again in a heartbeat, so maybe we'll see it tonight. I'm going to ask you a trivia question. I'm going to put you on the spot here on live radio. <laughs> there is only one <laughs> NHL franchise that's had two goalies score a goal. Can you name that franchise? Are we talking regular season? Yep. Like, nothing? Yep. Yep. Oh. Regular season, yep. Only one know. franchise. I don't know. <laughs> it's the one you cover, Emma. It, well, I knew about Pekka's goalie goal. Chris Mason also scored a goal. Oh, goal. well, that is – I How should know that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you see Soros? Can you talking about separating yourself from the pack. Can Soros <laughs> score a goal now, right? That's what we want to find yeah. out. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, I think after after the skills competition, I think he's more than capable. Looked like a pretty good shot to me. Oh yeah, and he was enjoying it. I mean, (laughs) uh, it took him a couple a couple reps, I think, to kind of get get it going. Um, And and once he got it figured out, you know, he I think it was he missed wide the first two or three shots, and then he 
sunk one and then, you know, kind of, he hit the net but didn't go all the way in for the for the last one. So he, you could tell he was getting better, you know, with more practice. So maybe we'll see that. Who knows? You asked a lot of prominent names down there, especially some guys in the division, about UC Saros and their thoughts. Tell everybody out there in Radio Land what they told you about UC Saros. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely wanted to use that opportunity to talk to some guys that I don't usually get to talk to at uh, media day there and at the all-star game. And I focused especially on guys in the central division because they're the, the ones who see UC the most. And, uh, you know, it was funny. I got a pretty, pretty common thread through a lot of those responses uh, was, you know, they, they brought up two things. One is that he's, not the tallest guy and two is that he has just this explosive ability you know multiple guys I think Josh Morrissey um, Nathan McKinnon Jason Robertson all mentioned at one point or another you know how they were just in awe of his ability where you know they'll be driving to the net and it looks like wide open net and then boom out of nowhere comes UC Saros <laughs> and they're like how how you know he he just kind of explodes out of nowhere so that you know it was cool to see obviously we're biased towards him and and you know he's he's our guy he's the guy that we cover but you know it was cool to get that perspective from some of his opponents who have to face him a lot so tonight's opponent the Vegas Golden Knights they they've lost stone uh, they've been leaking oil here lately. They did not end on a on a good side of things. Probably the break was welcomed for Vegas because they did just the opposite of the Preds. I think they lost like their last four where the Predators had three really nice wins against playoff teams going into the break. So what are you expecting tonight? Um, you know, I talked to some of the guys this morning uh, at Morning Skate, uh, and, and I think the, the general feeling is that you know, we want to avoid the temptation to look at this as an easy win for all the reasons that you said. Um, you know, it's still a challenging team, and it's a team that's given them trouble already this year. And so we definitely don't want to fall into a trap here. This could easily be a trap game, you know, where where you kind of think, oh, they've lost four in a row, they've got a lot of injuries, um, you know, we can let our foot off the gas, and that's that's definitely what we want to try to avoid here tonight. So I think that, you know, Vegas is a team that they can still bring it. Uh, I believe their last game before the break uh, was an overtime loss. So, they, you know, they can still – they're still capable of staying in it. Um, they've also got their dads here. That's part of their dad's trip this week. So, you know, might be showing out a little bit more for the dads. So uh, definitely don't want to sleep on this team. Uh, not at all. Sleep on them or anybody else. A uh, quick question for you about uh, the All-Star festivities that you were taking uh, part in. Uh, of course, you know, I watch your Twitter feed all the time, Emma. I'm there. I'm looking at everything that's going on with you. And you're retweeting things. And just your interaction, you know, um, well, actually, let me ask this question first before we get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. This year was Miami for the NHL All-Star game. Next year, Toronto. For the NHL All-Star Game. So this year, will not be as warm. sunny Florida, beautiful beach views. I saw the views from the condo. Lovely. Lovely up there. Next year, 
February, mm. Toronto. Mm. Tell me about your excitement level as you head up for that game. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> for someone like me, obviously being a big hockey fan and having been to Toronto already this year, I think the thing about Toronto is that it's such a hockey town. I mean, the Hockey Hall of Fame is there. People just get really, really into it. So where obviously Fort Lauderdale and Sunrise, Florida, as you said, beautiful weather, but oh. not exactly known for being a hockey town. Yeah. So, you know, they had kind of the more um, elaborate festivities there, I think, you know, and in incorporating the beach and the golf course and, and everything else. But, I, you know, I'm actually, I think, while I, I won't sugarcoat it, I'm not looking forward to the weather in Toronto, but I think that, you know, it would be a really cool experience to kind of have it in really in a sort of a hockey mecca like like Toronto. I think it'll be a cool experience. Have you ever been to Toronto, Justin? I have not. Yeah, it's a it's a massive city. It's so I've heard it's a cool city. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to do. Yeah, but yeah, it is it is a massive city. I just thought the NHL would kind of you know switch it up a little bit slower don't well no it is switch up they haven't i don't think well they said uh, 24 years i was gonna say they yeah. haven't had it in a long in 24 time. years you just go from miami to toronto i mean that's that's a bit of a jump there um you know you could have met, met somewhere halfway before we went all the way to toronto uh in february for the for the all-star game but be that as it may i also wanted to ask you about your interaction with uh with the philadelphia flyers mascot oh gritty I, I, oh, I, I now missed listen, this one. Now, I've oh. seen you retweet uh, some of the things being put out there by Grit. Listen, have you met him? I love Nash. Nash is my guy. He knows it, too. Me and Nash, we, we know each other well. I love Nash. But tell me about Gritty. Is he, is he freaky? Or, or what, what was your first reaction seeing him in person? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I will say... Gritty is, you know, obviously no one can compare to Nash. Nobody. Nobody. But I will say Gritty is very unique. He's like equal parts nightmare fuel and mm. entertainment value. Like, I don't know how he does it, but it's it's great. And he showed up right kind of, you know, All-Star game, All-Star weekend is really, you know, it's fun. There's But there's a lot of events. And it's a long weekend, and you're kind of by about the midway point. You know, you're tired. And so on Friday, we had been outside in the blazing heat for the red carpet event. And then we had to go straight from that inside for the skills challenge, which was three hours long in a cold rink that was 45 minutes away from where we were staying. And so, you know, you could say morale is a little bit low at that point. And then... Gritty shows up just at the right time, you know, for the those of us in the media and the staff who are working. He just wandered in to the media room, uh, only mascot that I ever saw come into the media room and just kind of stood there <laughs> for a minute. And uh, just everyone couldn't stop laughing. You know, he did his little squeak and then kind of a little, you know, move, and then he just ran out. And that's all he had to do. Like, he really didn't have to do much. But, yeah, it's equal equal parts nightmare fuel and entertainment value. I mean, everybody – I haven't met anybody yet who's met him that doesn't have either 
a nightmarish reaction or they thought it was the funniest thing they've ever seen uh, kind of deal. So clearly he strikes a nerve uh, the minute that he comes wandering into any room. Were all the mascots down there or just a few of them? All of the mascots were there at the event. Um, I think, you know, it it was funny with, with that video that I think you're referring to with Gritty. I'm still watching it to this day over and over, and I can't stop laughing every time. It's just, it was <laughs> uh, I did run into Nash uh, finally about, uh, you know, third day we were there. I ran into Nash. He was busy, you know, partying it up with the, with the rest of the mascots. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool um, cat. It was funny, actually. So Seattle, because they're – uh, all-star representative Matty Beneers was injured. Um, his replacement for the all-star game was Chandler Stevenson, I believe, from the Golden Knights. And so Seattle actually didn't have a player at the all-star weekend, but they did have their mascot there. So they actually had an entire <laughs> staff there, just like we did for the Preds. We had myself, we had our social media manager, and we had a PR person. And so the Kraken had that as well just to cover their mascot for the entire weekend, Um, which honestly, they probably had even more fun than we did. So that, you know, the mascots are just as big of a part of All-Star Weekend as anything else. So, Justin, I remember when the NHL All-Star Game came here, what was that, five years ago? I think so. Every bit of five years ago. So my son was, you know, about half his, so he was, he was five, six years, five years old. Yeah. So he was much younger. And it is interesting to see kids interact because some mascots, they're cool. Absolutely. They gravitate towards them. They run towards them. And other mascots, they run away. Yes, in horror. In horror. Screaming. Yes. In fear. It is amazing to see which mascots they want to be around and the other ones that they want no part of. Yeah, yeah. It it is interesting to watch. And maybe M.O. tell us that it's that way for adults, too. I don't know, but that was just my my kid experience. Well, see, it's funny for me because you talk about, you know, gravitating towards some and running away from others. Um, Little Emma would not be caught dead next (laughs) to of any kind. Like I had, I had a deathly fear of any thoughts. Like it was bad. Um, I'm sure my, my parents to this day, you know, still like to tell the stories about how I was terrified of, you know, Ronald McDonald and, you know, Chuck E. Cheese. So and you and Chuck E. Cheese didn't do well, huh? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Mm. And so even, I mean, even into, you know, my young adulthood, I, I, kind of, I still say, you know, I worked in athletics when I was in college, and that doing that was almost like immersion therapy for me because I had to be at all of these events where the mascot was around, and, you know, would come up to me and, you know, mess with me and say hi to me. And you kind of, like I said, it's like immersion therapy. You just got to get used to it. And so it helped that I knew in college, I knew the person who was playing the mascot. Yeah. So at least when he would come up to me, I would say, okay, okay, this is fine. I'm safe. Everything's fine. Um, but even now, like, I don't love to be, like, super close to them, uh, you know, it's, I don't know if that's something that'll ever ever go away, but that's, yeah, that's funny. Uh, it's it's interesting though. It is. Uh, let's end with this. Cole Smith ended really nicely going into the break, uh, netting a couple of goals. He was rewarded with a new contract. 
coming out of the break. So what what did you make of that move? Yeah, you know, I think it's a good move. I think it's a good cost-effective move. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a pay raise for him going into next year. Uh, you know, it, it locks up one guy uh, on free agency that the Preds don't have to worry about now. Um, like I said, cost-effective. I think he's a big guy. He's a good skater. He has a really good penalty kill element to his game. And now, obviously, we're starting to see him produce on offense. But even, you know, even if we hadn't seen that, he just brings so much uh, that I think, you know, maybe fans who are tempted to kind of just look at the points and the score sheet, you know, may not see that from him. But he really does bring a lot uh, to the table, you know, as a, a third or fourth line guy. So I think it was a good move and, uh, you know, really happy for Cole because um, he, he's one of the hardest workers on that team. So it's good to see him get rewarded. No doubt about it. His teammates love him for sure. All right, we'll see how it all plays out tonight. I'll be in the building. You'll be in the building. Should be a fun night at Bridgestone Arena. Emma, thanks for doing this as always. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Emma Lincoln, Predators beat reporter. We'll come back.